Hello punters and welcome to our UFC 256 preview. I'm Mick Wall and I am joined by our UFC analyst Felix von Hoff. Felix, how are you feeling? Good, it's a pleasure to be here. UFC 256. Now this would have been a massive event. It's a big event at the moment, but there's going to be three championship fights on this. Luckily, Figueiredo and Moreno have been able to schedule this one on about three weeks notice. Both guys fought on November 21 and are backing up now. But I'll tell you what, there's still some huge, huge fights and one in particular that I'm very excited about. Yeah, the card's changed a little bit uh, in terms of dynamics, but we'll go through that. We're going to look at the main five fights on the card, and we're going to chat to Alex Volkanovsky, our man Volk. We'll chat to him a little bit later on, but let's start now. Uh, Dos Santos versus Gunn is our opening fight, Felix. Just get the market up there. $1.20, Gunn, your favourite. Four forty, the outsider from Brazil. How do you see this one? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, if you haven't heard the name Garn yet, then get used to it because he's one of the rising stars for the UFC. And Dana White, in a classic move, rising star, veteran, journeyman that's just looking to tail off at the moment. I hate to show any disrespect to Dos Santos, but you kind of have to here because it's a little bit of a tough one for him to win. He's lost his last three fights, albeit to pretty good competition. It looks like his chin's just gone. He's been finished in his last three fights, and you look at the power of Garn coming into this one, I'm not sure whether he's going to stand much chance. I reckon this one's done pretty quick. Now, he's going to get it done by knockout. I'm quite confident of that, and I'm even confident enough to go Garn's way in the first round here, and I hate to pick against Dos Santos, but it is just that time of his career where he's really starting to come off. As I said, three finishes in his last three fights, and Garn is just going from strength to strength to strength. This is a coming of age for him, and I'm very, very confident in picking the Frenchman. Hope you're that confident with all of these because that is something for the punters right there. All right, we'll move on now. Uh, Ronaldo Souza takes on Kevin Holland. Uh, just getting the market up now, Felix. Holland, $1.83. Souza, $1.93. Much, much closer this one. Which side of the fence are you on? Well, this is going to be one of the more pick'em fights of the night. Not a huge amount between these guys. We'll talk about Kevin Holland first. If he wins this fight, which I don't think he will, but that'll be five in 2020. One of the few guys that's had a good 2020, and no one's ever done that before. Five wins in a single calendar year would be the UFC record. But he's coming up against Jacare Souza. And there's just a little part of Kevin Holland that I don't like, and that's his takedown defense and his ability on the mat. And that's where Jacare Souza, we talk about an aging veteran, that's where he's got the advantage here. And he's been finished by Romero and Blaha, which will not finish, but the fights have gone unanimous decision the opposite way. Now, if those guys can't knock him out, I don't think that Holland's got the power. And if he can't knock him out, I don't think he's going to be able to win this fight. I reckon it goes to the mat. So I'm quite happy to take Souza here via submission as the value method market. But even if you just take him to the win at $1.90 something, you're still going to get a little bit of value there. But I think the submission market is going to go for the aging veteran around 40 years old, still getting it done. Susan to win. Gun was uh, KO. So we're starting to build a multi here, Felix. Let's go to the Moicano Fayev fight. Fayev $1.65, Moicano $2.19. Are you with the favourite here? No, I'm not with the favourite here. I'm with Moicano, the underdog here. And the reason is he's making the switch to lightweight from featherweight. Now, his only three losses in the UFC have come at the featherweight division. Ortega, Aldo, and Korean Zombie. Now, you know those names for a reason. That's elite-level fighters. So if we're going to include those as only three losses, he shouldn't be the underdog in this fight. But he is, so we're going to take the value there. Now, with that extra weight moving up to lightweight, around 10 pounds that he's going to be carrying here, I reckon he's just got the ability to drag five into the deep end where he just really hasn't shown too much there. And that extra weight, I'm going to back him in there. So if we go by method market, I'd probably take him towards the submission. But then again, not a huge amount of confidence there. I'm quite happy taking around the $2 price at the head-to-head market. This multi is building very nicely, Felix. And we're getting to the pointy end now. Tony Ferguson, Oliveira, 
Mate, before we get to the big one and speak to Volk, who wins this one? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. No one has been more hard done by it than Tony Ferguson. I've been waiting for Tony Ferguson to make a return for a while, and I'm sure Volk's going to have some words on it. This guy was... He had about five title fights lined up that all got cancelled, and then all of a sudden, he's now at a three-round fight after only losing one fight to Justin Gaethje, an elite Justin Gaethje, who's going to go on and do massive things in this division. So I'm all aboard Tony Ferguson. I reckon his true value here is around $1.20. I just think he's got more weapons. He's got more angles. He can take you to the mat. Every single department of this fight, he's got the advantage over Oliveira, and he's got the better cardio. So I don't really see an angle to victory for Oliveira, and I'm all in on Tony Ferguson, who has been continuously disrespected throughout this period. So if you're looking for a best bet, it probably still is Figueredo, but Tony Ferguson at $1.55 five is almost criminal if he if this is any other year he's coming into this fight at a dollar 20. wow felix very 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 confident on ferguson there uh i'd love to disagree with you but i can't now speaking about confidence a man that should have plenty of it he is fighting as well as they come at the moment our man alex volkanovsky is joining us volk how are you going mate i'm very good i'm very good how are you guys Oh, very well, very well. And uh, I'll tell you what, we'll just jump straight in, Felix, because you've come off another great win. Uh, you're really, really stacking them together now. And look, I'll throw to our man, Felix. He's got a lot of questions for you. We're going to get your take on that. We want to know where to next, and then we're going to talk to you about a couple of the upcoming events. Felix. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, this is the first time that we've spoken since you defended your belt against Max Holloway. How did that all go down? Just give us a rough sort of, we, we were with you during the process to fight Ireland, but just give us a sort of rough rundown of how that all went down. Yeah, man, just a fight Ireland, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy experience. You know, it was a blowout that it actually happened because uh, you know, there was a time where we are talking about it. We heard of Fire Island and we are like, man, Fantasy Island. That's what we were calling it for a while. We just didn't think it was going to happen. Then before you knew it, we're getting exemptions. And oh, literally a couple of hours before I jumped on the plane, like we finally got there. And it was pretty smooth sailing considering, you know what I mean? It was a crazy experience. Fire Island, like in the middle of COVID, a crazy, crazy uh, time to be fighting. And, you know, the world was – it was different. You could imagine uh, how everything was. But it's – I'm glad I did it, man. Crazy opportunity, massive fight, massive card uh, in a crazy time of the year where the, the world was watching. So it was, it was a big opportunity opportunity for me and uh, to get the win as well, it just, uh, it just added to the whole experience. So it was, uh, it was unreal. It was good stuff. It was fun to watch. Now, for anyone who understands the scoring system in both the UFC and boxing combat sports, had you as the easy, clear winner of that fight. But Max Holloway has an interesting following. He's got a whole bunch of loyal fans that appear to just be a little bit blinded by their following there. How did you take the reaction? Because there's a lot of reaction with people thinking the fight should have gone the other way. There was a lot of sort of backlash in the media and various other circles after that fight. How did you take that in? Yeah, man, obviously uh, during quarantine, having the two-week quarantine while all that was happening was uh, made that a little bit more tough, but... You know, it was uh, it was fine, man. That's just a part of the game. That's how it is. And as you said, uh, you know, not everyone knows how the the you know how the scoring system actually works. You know, a lot of people they're just gonna call the fight how 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 they see it. They don't they don't know enough. And obviously, he's got some loyal fans as well. So that that's that's just the way the way the game is. You know, obviously, people that know the game uh, have been pretty vocal as well. So I'm sure. Uh, Max and uh, and that's probably copping the same sort of abuse, maybe not as much, but I guarantee you he's copping it as well. That's just how this this game played, mate. You know what I mean? It's a you can't 
you can't let it eat you up because uh, you know it's only going to get worse. You know what I mean? So at least they they say when once you got the haters, mate, you know you've made it. So it's all good. <laughs> Is that motivation? Do you use that as well? Not that you really need much, but do you use that as motivation but, going to the next fight? I do, I do, man. I love uh, I love being the underdog and. And I love uh, everything about that, you know what I mean? And and people can say whatever they want, you know, even with Ortega. Ortega's looking like it's going to be next. And Ortega 2.0. I love that. You know, the, why I love that is because I'm just a regular bloke from down in Wollongong, you know what I mean? A, a small town, just a regular bloke doing massive things, you know, best best for the way the world, you know what I mean? And I love that. And that, that that's just me. And uh, these are... Uh, People can hate me and want me to lose or whatever it is. I ain't going anywhere. That belt's staying with me, staying here in Australia. And, mate, I cannot wait till the next one and prove all them haters and doubters wrong again. And I'm going to keep doing it until I'm pound for pound number one in Australia. Oh, sorry, pound for pound number one in the world, <laughs> in the UFC. I was pound for pound number one in Australia a long time ago. All right. But, um, you get was a <laughs> – but, yeah, it's just – man, it adds to it. It does motivate me. Bring it on, mate. I want these. I want everyone to think there's a challenge in front of me. That's exciting. And uh, you know, once I prove the next challenge, let them say what they want. I'll prove them wrong again. I love it. Well, on that next challenge, I'm sick of hearing about Max Holloway. You're sick of hearing about Max Holloway. Finally, we have someone. There's a lot of talk about Korean Zombie. When Brian Ortega came out and was a clear, decisive winner in that one. So there'd be no question that's who you're facing next. How are you looking going into that? Yeah, man. Yeah, that that that's going to be the fight to to make. And you know, he did. He actually made uh, some crazy changes since his last uh, fight before then. And, uh, you know, they're saying Ortega 2.0. Like, don't get me wrong, even I agree that he did fight a smart fight and he changed, you know, uh, he evolved as a fighter and he changed his game a lot. But, you know, he's well aware of and I still think I'm, I'm levels ahead. And, you know, I don't, I don't take, you know, I don't mean that in uh, any disrespect, but I just believe I'm level, levels ahead. And uh, he's a uh, new tricks that... Uh, He's got, as people say, is uh, something that I've been doing for years now and, you know, I've nailed that and some. So, again, there's going to be no surprises for me uh, come fight time. Uh, I just obviously still got to be careful. He's a, he's a dangerous opponent. Uh, he, he Obviously a finisher. He finishes on the ground and he finishes standing up. So you always got to be careful of that. But let's be realistic. He ain't outsmarting me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I believe this is going to be a fun fight because this is the type of fight where I can really put the pressure on, get in his face, crumbling and you know obviously look for the finish but it's exciting because i really really get to stand there and uh and just breaking that that's that's my that's my goal for this fight i love to hear that because that's what i that's why i wanted you to face korean zombie because i knew that it'd just be two unstoppable forces going at each other but i love that because you, you're right ortega's just completely he's coming out ortega 2.0 but i cannot wait for you two to match up yeah i just want to ask before your fight against holloway and before the uh ortega uh, korean zombie fight Karen Zombie had a lot to say about you and how he thought he'd be able to take you down. And look, he's got a he two questions here. One, you've got to tell us that you would have enjoyed what happened to him. And two as well, does he now have to take a back step? He's off your radar a little bit now, isn't he? Because he just doesn't seem like he's he's in the same league. Yeah, man, he's been in the game for a long time. And uh, you know, that was a, a big fight for him. He 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 wins that fight, he's no doubt number one contender, and you know, everyone's gonna be screaming his name. But that loss, you know. It was obviously a big one for him, and, and you're right. Uh, you know, there was, it was a. Would it be good to see him lose, or would it be good for him to win so I get to punch him in the face? You know, there's. A, <laughs> you can you can be happy either way, but look, man, I don't take nothing uh, too personal. But uh, you know, I don't. I actually, 
I would have liked to punch him in the face because of his team. It wasn't really him saying it. It was yeah. his team. Uh, Ortega already slapped up one of his, uh, one of his boys. Uh, I was actually there at the arena when that happened. Uh, you know what I mean? But it would have been good to shut his team up by uh, giving a, a zombie a bit of a whooping uh, that the, that team deserved. Yeah, nice. Now, uh, Felix is going to get into a, a couple of the key fights um, from the card this weekend. But I just want to, before we do that, we know you're a league man. And uh, our man, Paul Gallen, is taking on Mark Hunt. Now, Hunt is a very warm favourite at this stage. But we just thought we'd ask you, I know it's a change attack to boxing. Is Gal a chance or do you think uh, Hunt will be too strong? Mate, like this is a, a fight that, that, you know, Obviously, I'm a massive fan of, of Hunt, Mark Hunt, and, and what he's done. He's been in the sport. He's been, you know, he's been in martial arts for such a, a long time. But the way uh, people are just counting uh, Paul Gallen out is actually pretty surprising, only because it is a boxing match, and uh, we all know Gallen's a workhorse, and and he's tough. So I do believe that there there is a chance. I do believe that um, you know he can make it sort of, I wouldn't say dirty boxing, but sort of crowd mark. So Mark Hunt land the big shots. And then try and wear him down. I can see it maybe happening. Do I think it will happen? Maybe not. You know, obviously Mark Hunt is one guy that really knows how to set up uh, some shots. You know, he's really good at, uh, you know, like whether it is, yeah, front overhand, as soon as they're dipping away from overhand, come up with the uppercut. You know, he's really good at baiting people and setting traps. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he can definitely do that against Paul Gallen. But is Paul Gallen going to make it a, a, a sort of a, how could I say, like just jam him, sort of be in his face, crowd him so he can't land them big punches and try and wear him down and then take a decision. I can maybe see it. But, yeah, I'm surprised how many people are counting uh, uh, Gallen out. Uh, but uh, I can actually see that uh, a success for him. That's that's the way I see it. Uh, I'll, I'll be lying if I said I can see a Gallen knocking out Mark Hunt or something <laughs> like that because Mark Hunt's got a chin that you, you would not believe. So, you know, that that I don't see, but obviously Mark Hunt can knock out anyone in the world, and uh, so it's going to be a fun fight. I'm actually looking forward to it. Hey, one of those guys that's counting out Gallon is sitting right here. Gal could walk in with a saucepan to that fight and start <laughs> swinging it, and Mark Hunt isn't going down. I can say I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. There is a chance, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, this is Mark. This is the hard, one of the hardest hitting men in combat sports in general. I think Gal's an incredibly, yeah. incredibly brave and tough man to even step in the ring with Mark Hunt at the moment. I can't wait for that fight. Before we get on to the UFC 256, two events that I want to hear you speak on, the fight with Ortega, are we any chance, and there's probably not much you can give away, but if you can sneak something out to your friends here at Sportsbet, are we any chance of having that on our shores? Because COVID, we're looking in a good condition. There's no mask on you right there. We're looking pretty good. Is there a chance that Dana White just says, you know what, let's reward the Australians for behaving themselves during the pandemic. We got... Whitaker, he's coming up. They might. I doubt they'd mix them on the same card. But is is there a chance that we get you and Ortega here on Australian shores? Mate, I wish I could tell you that that's uh, that, that that is happening. And if I did know, I would I would probably tell you. But uh, there's obviously still obstacles, especially knowing that I uh, was just talking to Dana just the other day, and and the quarantine is what what's really really going to make it hard because it's not only fighters that need to come and quarantine for two weeks. We're talking all the UFC staff. Yeah. Now, they've got a massive team, production crew, you name it, that they do everything. They all they travel the world and do it all th- themselves, you know what I mean? So a lot has to change uh, for that to happen. So, man, it wouldn't it be 
be good could you imagine you know could you imagine a, a full stadium you know oh, oh man it's a it's a it is a wish on my wish list for for next year but i don't see it happening but i mean i know they're looking uh into it i know they're, they're trying to push for it uh the australian pr team and the ufc themselves they're definitely doing what they can but there's just obstacles now but hey the obstacles can change soon so there's still hope there there's hey. still hope you are in the Sporting Hall of Fame. There's going to be a photo of you riding the top of the octagon doing a shoey as you knock out Ortega in Melbourne. That's what I reckon it's good. That's going to be the defining photo of your career. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into the big ones for UFC 256 here because one of the fights that I'm most excited about in a long time right now, the return of Tony Ferguson, who for some reason went from potentially fighting Khabib, who is now on a three-round fight against Oliver. It's just amazing that through almost no fault of his own, He's at this point now with the sliding doors sort of stuff. How do you think Ferguson fares in his first fight back? Man, you got to feel for him, don't you? Like, yeah. like uh, just just think of how long he was number one contender. Uh, <laughs> he was an interim champ. Uh, he was meant to fight for the title, you know, like five six times. That's what it feels <laughs> like. It's just, man, you got to feel for the guy, and then and then he gets a. a, a solo owner like Gate, who was always going to be a bit of a, a, a trip tonight for for um for tony ferguson so that was hard to watch mate and you know does he bounce back from that you know i don't know is it again he was always someone that i always seen people would to beat him like i always had him losing in a lot of the fights and then it, i quickly changed i'm like that's it i'm never betting against him again you know what i mean he just <laughs> always knows what to do he's because he's such a you know a Man, he's just a gamer and he's just a never-die attitude. He just keeps going and he always breaks people. Can he do that to Oliveira? Yeah, maybe, but Oliveira is another dangerous fighter. They're both pretty similar type of guys. But, um, you know, I can't see I can't see Tony Ferguson uh, really getting finished. So I'm hoping it works well for him because, uh, you know, again, I feel sorry for him. And maybe if a big win uh, this weekend could definitely put him right back up there again. Yeah, I never thought I'd feel sorry for Tony Ferguson just being the guy that he is, but I'll tell you what I am, and I'm rooting for him this one. Figueredo and Moreno in the main event. Now, Figueredo, I hate to use the word violent when I talk about a UFC fighter because I feel like it underplays the tactical, the smarts, the, the martial arts aspect of it when you just say these guys are violent. But there's one man on this earth I would not step on the octagon with right now. It's Figueredo. He does damage in there. How do you think he's going to fit figure. Yeah, my Figueredo, he's a... Uh... A definitely a, a, a violent one, uh, sorry, 125er. Sorry, I was about to say 145. <laughs> it's me. But uh, yeah, man, he's definitely, man, like it's just the way he's finishing fights. You've got to remember, these are flyweights, and he is just absolutely mauling opponents, man, early as well. So it's he is definitely a, a violent man. So I can see why, why you're <laughs> saying that. And you know me, I'm against, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the one trying to make this sport and let everyone know that, hey, we're all a bunch of good guys, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we do need a punch face and uh, Figueredo <laughs> does that well. But in saying that, Mar I'm going to butcher this name, I guarantee you. Marino, Marano, Marino, 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 <laughs> Marino. Oh, I knew I eventually got it. Marino is, I've watched him fight uh, live. And man, he's tough. You know what I mean. He, you, as you can see, like he's got that the Mexican channel. So he is tough, and he has been putting on some solid performances as well. So, man, this is this is going to be a tough one for for Figueroa because he is such a quick starter. He likes to finish his fights early. I really, really struggle seeing him finishing the fight early in this one. You know, does he? This is going to really be a tester for him to see is he the real deal? Can he do it 
at all. You know, later rounds still be the type of fighter he is early in the fights. Then you know he's going to be a champion for a long time. So this weekend's uh, going to answer a different question for him, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Easy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to let Wally sign off, but I can't wait to we hear and still with your fight against Moreno. We're going to talk before the McGregor fight, and we're going to get into because we were talking about a lightweight fighter. I know you've got some goals where you think you might be able to jump up in that division. I'll tell you what, there would be a massive paycheck as soon as you decide to jump in for one of those Money Day fights. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're going to speak to you again. We're going to speak to you throughout 2021 as well, which is really exciting. Um, we're going to be coming uh, to all of our US UFC fans every month with these sort of previews, tapping in with the great Alex Volkanovsky. Volk, thanks for joining with us, mate. Uh, we probably won't see you before the break. Have a great Chrissy, and uh, we'll see you next year. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Looking forward to this weekend. Let's go. <laughs> What a star. How good is he? Oh, he's a legend. I'll tell you what, yeah, and, he, and he makes a really cool point there where he talks about, and I hate using that term violent, but it, these guys are artists in a way. Absolutely. And one of the nicest folks you'll meet, but geez, you put him in the octagon and it's lights out. There you go. White line fever, fever, Felix, another level of that. Don't worry about that. Look, should we jump straight in now? Davison, uh, uh, Figueredo and uh, Moreno. <laughs> so I uh, got Moreno right, but... Uh, Let's have a look at the market now on that one. Uh, $1.25, Figueredo is your favourite there, and Moreno at $3.85. How do you see this one, mate? We've heard uh, what Volk said about it. Do you see this going the distance? Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting one because Figueredo, as I said, I hate to use that term violent, and I, I say that a whole lot. But Figueroa is one of the best fighters I reckon we've got in the UFC at the moment, and he's just going to continue to get better and better. Now, Moreno, both of these guys fought on November 21, so a very, very short backup here. I think that's going to impact Moreno just a little bit more because he, of course, went the distance there a little bit more. Figueroa finished Royval fairly early in that fight. But when you look at the two in a singular matchup, Figueredo has the cardio advantage. He's got the knockout power, which not a lot of guys in this division have, and that's the big thing. Has his chin recovered from Moreno? I'm not sure. So I'm quite happy and I'm pretty confident to go with Figueroa there. And I reckon that he gets him down. Yep. And I reckon it's going to be a submission. I don't think there's a huge amount of value in the knockout market itself. But I'm very, very confident in the win. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that he reckon he, I reckon he gets it by a submission. There you go. So submission, if you're looking for a little bit of value. Otherwise, obviously, it goes into the multi. Felix, we've had a, we've had a look at five of the, the fights on the card. The five big ones. If you're going to have one bet, what would be your best of the, uh, of the card? Oh, it's a tough one. Look, it's, it's, there's so much value on this one. Yeah. I, I've got to go with Figueroa. Okay. I, I just don't see him losing this fight. I don't see a single avenue that he loses this fight. And there's just enough money in the submission market to make it my best there easily. Very good. All right. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, Felix. Great as always, our UFC analyst. Uh, we're going to be back for each of these UFC events. Enjoy the weekend's fighting and uh, make sure you gamble responsibly. Yeah.